I was watching The Last Dance with my sons and I realized though it was about Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen and the Chicago Bulls, one of the biggest factors of the Chicago Bulls was Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson was the leader, the coach. He's the person, as soon as he stepped on to that team, he helped them to get a ring. He was able to help them to see who they were individually and as a leader and as a team. And I think that's why we need a coach because you need somebody to help you develop yourself personally and within a group. So that's what Al Hardy is here to do. That's what I'm here to do is help you to grow personally and within your team, within your group, within your family. Go to www.mralhardy.com forward slash coaching sessions. Promo code Al's Chicken and Waffles. This episode, I'm, I'm super excited for you to hear this one. Uh, when we talk about partnership, we talk about marriage, business, and marriage. There's no better couple to explain that than this couple right here with Jeff Granger and Ebony Granger. Um, this is one of my favorite episodes because we talk about everything from co-parenting to how you start a business, what it looks like in this climate to get fired and then go right into entrepreneurship. I can't wait for you to hear this one. What's going on, everybody? This is Mr. Al Hardy. I call it, we call this Al Hardy's Chicken and Waffles. And uh, I'm just excited because uh, I have a super, and I, you know, I always say super dope, but let me let me give some uh, some context to this. This 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 brother right here, I met him. Uh, I would say uh, in the '90s, the late '90s, he was coming in eighth grade to uh, I, I would even say seventh. Am I right? Yep, seventh grade. Seventh, seventh, grade. seventh grade to one of the best high schools in 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 I would say the region, but some people would say the country um, at St. Benedict's Prep. All boys school. Um, I, I have my brother uh, Jeff Granger now. Jeff and his wife Ebony. They're they're entrepreneurs. They 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 uh, they they have a rich history. Just they they met in Hampton. They're going to get into their story. I just want to give the people some uh, so, some context. You know, we we're going to get into a little bit of business. We're going to get into a little bit of finance. We're going to get into a little bit of uh, marriage, and then a little bit of of co-parenting. So this is going to be a healthy, rich conversation. Um, so I have my 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 bro Jeff and Ebony. How how y'all doing? We good, man. How you doing? Man, Great. I'm, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, you know, one of the biggest things is coming from our school. So when you first walk in our school, Ebony, have you ever been to St. Benedict's? Yeah, Jeff took me like once. Every time we drive by, he points it out. Okay. So <laughs> I, I took her into school. She saw the Shanley. We okay. ran up the we ran up the halls with St. Mary's used to have class because they converted it and we 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 saw S and we saw C. Okay. Um and I took over to Dalton. So she's she's seen some of the the, the highlights of the school and, and she actually saw uh the, the LD department. Okay. And the reason I asked that Ebony is because when you walk in, there's a sign that says, whatever hurts my brother hurts me. And right. then now they even say, whatever heals my brother heals me. And um, so my, my question is, is that how, how are you guys doing during this time of a, of a pandemic? You know uh, you know, because we have to really just check in with one another. You know what? We're 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 good. Um, to say it's easy would be a lie. Mm -hmm. To say that it's hard would also be a lie, right? So, mm -hmm. so it's kind of in the middle of both of them. And and my wife and I were actually talking the other day, 
you know, we have four children, we have four girls. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, I have my, my cousin who, who moved down from Jersey, who lives with us and he, he works in the business with us. And so it's seven of us in the house, you know, okay. my wife and myself, plus our four kids. Mm -hmm. And then we have another adult living in the house as well. So, um, we were laughing because we said the other day, if we didn't have four, four children, this pandemic probably be boring, <laughs> you know? So yeah, yeah. trying to work in the office, having the kids run around screaming mommy's name all the time. If I hear her say one more time, you just walk past your father. <laughs> You walk right past your father and came right to your mother. That's how it sounds. And that's what it sounds like in my mind. <laughs> so, so um, the pandemic, man, you you know, it's given us a time to reset. And honestly, if you really want my honest opinion, and baby, you can chime in anytime you feel. But for us, it's actually been a perfect blessing from God, right? Yeah. Because. I was fired from my job in July of 2019 for um, having an outside business, for basically being an entrepreneur. Mm. And, you know, I lost uh, a, a huge income. Yeah. And we we rebuilt our business, which is Granger Financial. I was able to do that with my wife going from a corporate position, you know, as an executive, a young African-American executive on the fast track mm -hmm. to being terminated. And and now we own our own business together. It's mm. a beautiful bliss. And in trying to ramp up your business and do all of these things, it gets overwhelming. It's hard. You've got kids. We had graduation for my my daughter, who's a senior. Mm. And then the world just stopped. Yeah. So for us, it was like, Yo, this is actually kind of dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and because um, part of that is mindset. Right. Okay. Um, I, you, you've known Jeff for forever. Mm -hmm. Jeff has the ability to have this um, positive mind in spite of anything like adversity that comes. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I look at him like, dude, where's your cape? Because I would have probably been a little out of cut somebody out. Then I might have cried on that moment. Mm -hmm. I might have gave up at that point, but not Jeff. Like he just has this this way of like pushing through the pain in spite of without showing as though. He just turns left and keeps going. He looks for the sunny, the sunny side. So I, I really want to go back to something you said and asking how are we doing and all of this. Mm -hmm. You said, um, whatever hurts my brother hurts me. Whatever heals my brother heals me. Mm -hmm. I love that they added that because that is what we're trying to do. Because we are um, in a place where we feel where can we find, you know, the beauty in all of this. That's kind of what we're doing. Okay, so everybody's hurting right now. Now, how can we turn around and give love and light? How can we help heal people in this space? Mm -hmm. And that's just what we're doing. And when we stay focused there, like the negative side, it, it just it's we're not allowing it to um, to stop as, as much as we can. That doesn't mean that we're not losing people around us. That doesn't mean that we don't have friends whose parents aren't fighting tonight, mm -hmm. you know, on a ventilator. It mm -hmm. just means that we're trying to stay focused and help people get through this. Man, that's awesome. Now, let's let's take a step back. Right, Jeff, because mm -hmm. I, I love. Your, your, your transparency about, you know, going from corporate to being an entrepreneur. But Ebony, when he yes. came home, right, and he said that, you know, they fired him because of this, right? Um, what, were, what were you going through at, at this moment? Oh, man, can I share? Can I share? <laughs> because I, I'm going to share this. I, I have to cut her off at that moment because, <laughs> because this is a testament to who my wife is and who God blessed me with. Uh -huh. But at the same time, one of the reasons why I loved her you know, I didn't wait till I got home to tell her, mm -hmm. you know, as it happened, they told me I laughed and was like, you know what? I appreciate it. I know it was hard for you guys. And I text the people that terminated me and say, hey, I know that must have been hard for you guys. Mm -hmm. I appreciate everything you did for me while I worked in the company. Mm -hmm. And and they they responded to me, man, no one has ever said this. Are you OK? I'm like, I'm fine. Mm -hmm. You know, but, you know, people jump out of buildings when they lose the type of income that we lost. but. Mm -hmm. Coming from Newark, New Jersey, mm -hmm. that was easy. Yeah. But to, to go back to your question, I called my wife and she was at the gym with my dad. He mm -hmm. was home. And I said, baby, what are you doing? She was like, I'm in the gym. She's like, I don't feel like working out. I just ain't been in the mood today. Like mm -hmm. something's off. Mm -hmm. I was like, funny you say that. I just got terminated from, you know, my job. Mm -hmm. And she said, the first thing she said to me was, are you okay? Mm -hmm. 
not, oh my God, what are we going to do? Mm-hmm. Not, oh my God, how are we going to pay for our mortgage? Mm-hmm. Not, oh my God, how are we going to provide for our kids? Not, oh my God, we've got a daughter going to college. Mm-hmm. She said, are you okay? Mm-hmm. So when you ask, you know, what was she going through? I've, I have to give a testament of who I married because she was more concerned with me than anything else. So I had to say that because I felt like she deserves her flowers on that. Yeah. And I, and I really appreciate that. So now, yes, you can answer that question, but I wanted to say that. <laughs> I mean, like that, that's exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, what I, my initial feeling was, is Jeff okay? Mm-hmm. I mean, I know how much he loved his job. I know how much he loved the company. I know where he wanted to go. So, you know, honestly, that was my first thoughts. It took a while for, you know, other thoughts to come in. Mm-hmm. The first thought was this, what, you know, what's our plan? What's our game plan? Mm-hmm. So, so, so let me ask you, let me ask you this. So, so Jeff, um, when they, when, cause, cause the way you took it right from, from, from my understanding is you took it with a smile. So did you have a game plan, you know, already? <laughs> Well, let me answer this one. Yeah, go ahead. All right. So, so it's funny because, like he said, I was at the gym, and you know, he says that, and he and and Jeff didn't. So after we, after I asked him how he was doing it, et cetera. By the way, my dad was crying the whole freaking time. We were just about to go to Nike and get the kids like some shoes. I Uh think for like it was coming, it was coming close to back to school, and we always kind of go get some stuff at this time. Mm -hmm. And I was like, man. In my head, I'm like, should we really still go to the outlets? Like, is that frivolous at that point, right? I'm like thinking ahead mm-hmm. already per most women. And <clears throat> I was like, dad, let's just go home. Like, I can't really finish working out. Let's go home. So we go home. And I promise you, I walked in the door. And and typical Jeff is sitting at the desk. It looked like, I don't know, one of those back in the day where you got the operator picking up like tons of phone calls and the phone is ringing. If that's the image that you can get in your mind, he's like taking calls back to back. He's turning people down. He's like, nah, that's not, I know my worth this time. Like he's like focused mm-hmm. and he's like, yeah, okay, I can, yeah, yeah, let's set that meeting up. I mean, he is like running his game plan right there mm-hmm. without probably realizing it, mm-hmm. you know? So when you say that I have a game plan, mm-hmm. nah, okay. it's how you play ball, you hoop, yeah, right? Uh-huh. You get the ball at half court on the fast break. It's two defenders in front of you. You you euro stepping or you going in for the and one, right? Like yeah. so, your instinct really, kicked in. Kicked in. Instinct automatically kicked in. Being uh-huh. from Newark, New Jersey, automatically kicked in. Check uh-huh. out the timeline. I was fired July twelfth, two thousand nineteen. Uh-huh. July fifteenth. So Friday. Saturday, Sunday, 13, 14, mm-hmm. July 15th. You can look it up on the, the, the Virginia SCC site. July 15th, Granger Financial was open. July 16th, we wrote our first piece of business. Mm-hmm. So when people called me like, yo, how did you do it so fast? I'm like, what you want me to do? Stop? Mm-hmm. And when Ebony says people were calling, people knew my character. I didn't get terminated for doing something illegal. It was an internal corporate guideline, which was bogus. Mm-hmm. Um, but whatever the, the situation is, you know, I own my stuff. I gave them a reason and I shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I'm an entrepreneur at heart. It was God put me in position to be where I am right now. Mm-hmm. Right. Educating people, being on Facebook Live, giving a message along with my spouse. Right. So mm-hmm. um, when you say the plan, the plan came alive. It, it became what it was supposed to be. And it's still developing. Mm. So, um, you know, people called me that I worked with and said, look, I don't know what your next move is, but I got 20,000, 50,000. I'll invest in your business now. Just, you know, whatever you want to give me later, I'll do it. I'm like, nah, we good. Mm. So, all right. So let's, let's take a, a step back. So what, what is your, like, you know, what is it that you do with your business? So, so we own Granger Financial, mm-hmm. which is a full service risk management and consulting firm. Okay. Okay. Risk management, meaning we offer insurance products. We can protect your home. Mm -hmm. We can protect your car. We do financial planning from a perspective of life insurance, leaving a legacy for your family. Mm -hmm. We can help you with 401ks, rollovers, planning for retirement, Mm -hmm. long-term disability for families, um, long-term care for 
the elderly. So we do all of the planning from a risk management perspective, meaning we can take all of the things that you would see or not see that could impact you leaving a legacy or having the proper retirement for your family. Consulting, what we do is we consult with businesses all the way down to helping you start an LLC, getting your EIN number, getting you incorporated, and setting you up with tax professionals. I have we have a CPA, a tax attorney on retainer, and bookkeepers that we work with. Um, consulting, we it's it's crazy how God works, man. Terminated mm-hmm. from a company and then hired back by some of their best agents to consult with them where they pay me, pay Ebony and I monthly to come in and consult with them on their businesses. Hmm. So we consult in helping you grow your revenue, grow Hmm. profit, or from an overall motivational standpoint, you know, Al, it's it's something to be said about growing up in Newark, New Jersey, um, as a black male and, and understanding that you made it out of, of a doggy doggy environment. Mm. And you you have this edge and this wit about you mm-hmm. as you as you go out into the world like, bro, y'all going to pay me all of this money and I don't got to duck no bullets. And all I got to do is do this and put on a suit. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. come get, Let me get that. Let me get all them chips. Yeah. So 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 let, let's let's take a step back. Let's take a step back. Because uh, uh, we I, I want I want to give the full breath of of who, who you guys are. So, Ebony. um how did you and Jeff meet? Okay. <laughs> so Jeff and I actually met um, at Hampton. Mm-hmm. We lived across from each other, ironically, mm-hmm. in the harbors. Everybody who's from Hampton knows about the harbors. Okay. It's the apartments right off the campus. And we were just friends at first, honestly. Um, Al, she used to watch me work out with my shirt off for <laughs> basketball season. <laughs> he likes to tell everybody that, but no. We, um, I'm older than Jeff. He likes okay. to tell everybody that too. Got me a cougar. So, okay. so we were just friends and just keeping it real. I was dating my oldest daughter's father at the time. Mm-hmm. And Jeff just, to me, was always like this good guy. Like he just seemed like he just had a good heart. Mm-hmm. So I actually tried to like hook him up with a few friends that never like went anywhere. <laughs> it, at all. And I would literally be like, this, he's going to be a great husband one day. Like somebody, y'all better scoop him. So I'm like linking him and plugging him and it just never would go anywhere. And then I left school, went to grad school mm-hmm. and um, came back to homecoming. By this time, that relationship was over. And I was actually looking for Jeff. I, I should not probably tell this. <laughs> In the daytime with a flashlight. Out. <laughs> this, is on, this is on our wedding video. It's funny. Uh-huh. Um, I kind of went back to school with this. Oh, I'm going to find like a few dudes that if I was single, I maybe would have dated. Uh-huh. So um, ran into two like off the back and like neither one really I felt like met my standards. And so um, I was like, yeah, no. And then I was looking for Jeff, being honest with you. And it's funny because I was there the whole day and couldn't find this guy. Mm-hmm. And um, the we go on Fridays to this thing called the Bazaar. And by the time the Bazaar is like ending, it's like dust. And I, and, I, and I hadn't seen Jeff. I asked a few people, have you seen Jeff? They're like, nah, I haven't seen him. So I'm like about to leave. And my daughter like pulls me in the opposite direction. She wants like some donuts. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, we got to go. Like it's getting late. And she's pulling me. And finally... I just go in her direction and literally as we step up on the curb is this this dude but I he's like he kind of you know me and I'm like oh I, I kind of was like at a point in life like I'm not answering to that <laughs> let me keep walking and then he um then he kind of goes hey shorty and I was like yeah I'm definitely not answering to that and I keep walking I mean like I'm on a mission um and so finally he says Ev hey Ev and immediately I turn around because Jeff was the only dude. I don't know if that's a Jersey thing, but he would cut my my name short because my parents are from Mississippi. So, you know, they draw your name out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's like, Ev, and I turn around. I'm like, Jeff. And it was kind of like, that was it. Yeah. yeah we yeah. just reconnected immediately. Yeah. I mean, you know, you know how we, we shorten names. We give everybody a nickname. <laughs> you know, and that's, that's just what, that's what we do. So so let me so let me ask you this right because I think this is important for people to understand. So what qualities about Jeff was it that you know that attracted you? Huh. <sighs> okay, so it's the I mean the number one quality that attracted me was first of all he t- he was very mature. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, he had this um, 
like he admiration for his mother mm-hmm. and he would express you know like how hard she worked and the things that she did for him and she was a single mother and he was able to i mean as a as a young guy really translate that to kind of my life and where I was and understand and articulate that and understanding where I, what I was going through in many ways. He just had this maturity factor that, I mean, a lot of guys just didn't have. And I saw that. Mm-hmm. Um, really, I think that was the biggest part of it. Okay. His yeah. heart was just pure. Like he was really genuine. Yeah. And, and, and I could, I could definitely vouch for that. So, so, so Jeff, what about um, Ebony that attracted you? So, I mean, you know, as men, we're, we're physical first, right? Like, mm. <laughs> I'm going to keep it all the way 100. I'm not going to say, oh, she was so smart. Like, <laughs> and she's she's off the wall intelligent, obviously. But, I mean, she was very easy on the eyes. But she mm. was all, she had this Southern Belle kind of spirit about her. But, honestly, she was the only woman that ever told me no mm. in the beginning, right? Like I was a, I'm not gonna say I was a good basketball player at Hampton. That was kind of my campus paint, on the low. Paint, paint right? the picture for him. So, so, so I was. I mean, since we're gonna tell it, we're gonna tell it. Like that was my school. That was I was the man on campus from the basketball team. Me, mm-hmm. one of my other guys, mm-hmm. and it was really nothing that I couldn't do on campus or anything like that. And you know, when I met Ev, I'm like, yo, I got this report. Do this paper for me. She like, bro, you got me all the way confused. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like. I'm like, I'll help you with it, but I ain't doing no papers. And, and you know what really, really, um, it wasn't a quality that you saw up front. But my wife did something that I don't think a lot of women do mm-hmm. today because of our culture and our environment. Mm-hmm. And she had a daughter. You know, my daughter was two years old at the time. Mm-hmm. And she told me straight up, she's like, look, I'm not here just trying to date around or have casual sex straight up right off the bat. She was like, if you're not here you know, trying to be serious about a relationship and trying to marry me at some point, then don't even waste your time. Hmm. So she drew her line in the sand pretty early. And it was like, it was basically step off or step off, step Hmm. up or step off, period. So. But I also was like, but I also don't want to put like this in a box. Like, let's get to know each other. Like, let's be adults. If you want, if you seeing somebody else, just let me know. Because I don't want to be where I'm not knowing what I'm in. So from the jump, it was, let's have open communication, you know, because what, what a lot of times people don't forget when you talk about relationships and dating, Mm -hmm. and I had an older brother and he would always like talk to me about a lot of stuff, but it was like, no two people come together without a past. Everybody's coming from somewhere. Mm -hmm. You, you, you have your own come from is what one of my girlfriends says. Mm -hmm. So you coming from somewhere. You don't always have that door closed, those ties cut you know, that situation blocked off when you meet somebody or you meet the person that may be for you. Mm. So my thing is as adults or as dating individuals, if you could learn to be a little more upfront, have open communication, it'd be too many games for me. Hey, yeah, I'm, I'm talking to other people. Cool. But see, women have to be mature enough to also either express the same thing and understand that when you come together from the beginning, you can't just assume that that's the person that you're supposed to be with for forever. Mm. But you can still set your expectations from the beginning. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, so I, I think so. So the tough part, right, is that. Uh, so I think so. Like in Jeff's case, right, if 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 he's attracted or, or he was attracted to you, I think that sometimes for a lot of guys, when they find a good woman, they have so much other stuff that's happening. You right. know what I mean? That right. they don't right. really want to share, divulge all that information because right. because you know they don't want to be judged or they right. don't want to lose. You know what I mean? So right. so that's. But give me give me give me some give me some more around that. Give me some context around that when you say they don't want to divulge or they don't want to lose. So 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 for instance, if you're on campus and you know you you have a lot of women. Uh, hitting on you or you, you you have access to 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 whatever it is that you want women doing your papers and everything like that you know then you see uh ebony you know a lot of men would be like uh you know i have all of these not all of these but i have a couple of situations that you know what i mean that i don't want to they don't know how to uh share you know divulge all that information you know what i mean well some some of it goes back to us as men 
and the maturity factor, right? Mm-hmm. Like, like I knew, I knew early that, you know what I'm saying? I had a dime where everybody else was looking at this dollar. This dollar wasn't going to do nothing but be a dollar for forever. This dime can turn into something so much greater mm-hmm. if I invest it right. So mm-hmm. when I look at it from that perspective, it was more of the maturity factor of, first of all, women and men both know to a certain extent who they're dealing with when they meet them, mm-hmm. right? Like they can they can pretty much identify, oh, this dude a player or she got a little game with her. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's and it's it's calling it out. Sometimes it's masked really well. Yeah, sometimes it is That's masked true. really well. But for, but from the male perspective, most oftentimes we're the leader in that situation. Yeah. And and we can actually choose choose to divulge or not divulge. Because if you're gonna lose it, lose it being honest versus lose it being, you know what I'm saying, a fraud about it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but I also think women have to we have a choice as well and a lot of times women like you just said you'll know but you just keep going with all the writing on the wall i think for me i had got to a point in life where i knew what i wanted and nothing was going to stop me from having that Mm -hmm. so or i wasn't going to jeopardize myself anymore right so i would tell jeff like from the jump bro i'm not walking through the same door that i just walked out of if at any point that becomes this you let me know because I'm good. I'm out. You can have the time of your life. You just can't do that with me. Eb used to say all the time, and she'll still say it. She'll be like, bro, I can do bad by myself. <laughs> like, I don't need another person to help me do bad. So wearing the Black Men Are Dope and Black Women Are Dope shirts has been pretty amazing like I would walk around and people would look at my shirt and there are some people who looked very uncomfortable but then there were people who were nodding in agreement and that just boosted up this sense of pride that I have of being a strong black woman as well as being having having strong black men in my life And I just want to share that message with the world. And a lot of the times we think that we can only share that message from verbally, you know, talking about our black, our black men and black women being so dope. But you know what? I can share that message without even opening my mouth and saying the word. I just put the shirt on and walk around and let the and I let the fashion speak for itself. Go to www.mrihardy.com forward slash shop. And put in the promo code chicken and waffles. And, and, and you know what? So so that that even speaks to uh, a part of of coming together and doing better. You know what? Right. What does uh, I guess coming together in marriage? How do you guys complement each other and make each other better? And like you know, helping each other see those blind spots. What does that look like? So I I can speak to it from a standpoint of my wife probably is the only person that really knows how to push my buttons. <laughs> and what and what I mean by that is uh-huh. push my buttons to respond. I'll give you I'll give you examples not only in sport like when I was playing pro- professional basketball in the DR, I remember her coming to a game and I wasn't playing well in the first half. Bro, she 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 was in the crowd like, bro, you suck. Like, what are you doing? I flew all the way over here for this. Mm-hmm. Like, I could have stayed home and you could have told me about the game. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm hearing her say this, right? <laughs> like, most most people aren't confident in their spouse enough for them to respond or, or don't want to push their buttons to make them respond. Mm-hmm. But she knows how to do that. Like, even in in our relationship or or she re- she's reading a book by Brendan Burchard that we shared the other day on mm-hmm. Facebook mm-hmm. Um, called The High Performance Habits. Mm-hmm. And she I, I'm telling you, she starts reading that book. She's up out of bed like, yo, get up. High performers get up early. High mm-hmm. performers make their bed. So like she's always challenging me to be better. And then for me, it's with her. It's the, the optimism, the, the self, the self talking that, yo, you're better than what you think you are. Mm-hmm. Like, don't down be down on yourself or don't worry about what other people think. Just go do it. And I think in that communication, we complement each other that way because we know each other's strengths and weaknesses. Um, she knows one of my weaknesses is 
is communication to a certain extent. Mm. <laughs> to a huge extent. <laughs> to a huge extent, because like you ask me a question, I'll answer the question, but I won't give the detail. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And and, and, and women, they they love detail when you're asking a question. So, you know, so you have to be as yes. precise as pro as possible. Yeah, um, I mean, and after like 15 years, you should have that down, right? No. Oof, bruh. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I think I think and I, and and I'm speaking just from the people that I've coached and, and, and from the men that I've been around, I think it's innate for us to like, so we're talking about social distancing and isolation. A lot of times men could, their emotions could just be withdrawn sometimes. So we give you the answer that we think that you want, as opposed to really explaining what's really on our heart or explaining even a situation that's happening. And that's kind of learned, you know, because right. of, and, and Jeff, you might even speak to this, right? Coming from North, you know, coming from, you know, like, let's just say all, in all boys school, we didn't have to really answer questions like that. You know, somebody, you know, asks you a question, you just give them a precise answer and you keep it moving. You know what I mean? So I think those type of things we have to really learn. And, you know, so you just got to keep on coaching them. <laughs> right. Right. Literally. Every so, day. So, so, Ed, <laughs> that's funny. Ed, <laughs> so what were you doing um, prior to you guys uh, working together or owning the business together? Um, so I went to school for psychology and counseling okay. and um, got my master's in that and started out in mental health. I worked, um, I've been in every everywhere from jails maximum security, doing groups with male and females, substance abuse. Um, then ended up going into like a, like a juvenile setting, um, lock facilities <clears throat> with adolescents that were displaced from different states, from Jersey to DC to Virginia, et cetera. Mm -hmm. um, then moved on to school counseling once we kind of got to two kids because it allowed me to be home with my kids, you know, weekends, holidays, summers, less on call, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And then eventually when Jeff opened, um, had the opportunity to open the state farm agency, he asked me if I would, you know, join his, join the team and, and help him <clears throat> run the business. And it's funny that you asked me that because many, I mean, so many people would be like, how y'all work together? But Jeff came to me and he said, first thing he said was, I just came back from this amazing experience. Da, 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 da. And he said, and I want that if you don't ever, if you don't want to work, I don't want you to have to work. Hmm. And then I, and then then he came back the second time and he said, "Now here's an opportunity. You can come work with me." And I and I promise you, immediate. It, it was like a no brainer. He said, "Ed, nobody's gonna care about our business more than we are. It's our family." Mm -hmm. And he said, "Are you down to run the office?" And I was like, "Without a question." I mean, on the side note, at that point, I was like overworked and underpaid as a school counselor in North Carolina, mm -hmm. so it was like easy because he was on like golf lunches, eating steak dinners, and I was. You know, I, I was researching, <laughs> but, but, um, oh, that's when I did, when I made that transition, so many in the black community, a lot of, you know, I got a lot of, a lot of mouth, a lot of kickback from my black female counterparts. Like you just gonna walk away from, you know, your, your career, you're going to give up your, everything you work for. Mm. You're going to, you know, don't let all you bring to a table be what your man has. Like, I mean, I, people would send me memes and you know, trying to give advice, but it was like, it was tearing down really. Um, it wasn't beneficial for me. So when you ask that, I mean, that's a loaded question that comes with a lot of weight behind it because it was a tough decision to make. Um, but I made it knowing that my husband has always been different. Our vision has always been different. And in spite of what was going on around us, whether that was divorces and things, we knew what we set out to do within our family and the legacy we wanted to create it. And I just had to keep that in front of me. That's and dude, that was tough. Yeah. Wow, that was tough. How so? Um, it was tough because once our income changed mm -hmm. and our income level got to the point where it was, and we could we could almost go anywhere and do anything we wanted to do and not have to worry about it. Mm -hmm. And our friends couldn't. So they didn't understand where we were coming from. Like they would always see the outside, like, yo, y'all in Africa or y'all in freaking the, the port of Spain or the, mm -hmm. the south of France. Mm -hmm. And they see the outside, but they don't see how hard we work to get there. Mm 
Hmm. Like nobody, everybody sees where Ebony and I are now, but nobody knows we lived in a rent control apartment. When I graduated school, after I finished playing basketball overseas, a little bit of money in the bank, she was working. I was on food stamps making $25,000 with a master's degree serving, you know, youth in a domestic violence shelter. Mm-hmm. Like nobody, no, nobody sees that part mm-hmm. or everyone forgets that they only see where we are now. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and I think that people have to also understand that everyone has a story uh, and everyone has something that they they've gone through are going through or have been through. Yeah. Yeah. You come from. Yeah. yeah. You come from. So nobody, nobody, you know, at that time for us with our friends, the income kind of changed a lot from the perspective of, oh my gosh, like, yo, we, we're about to go to Ruth's Chris. And at the time, but at first, Ebony and I, we, I swear to you, <laughs> we would, when I was first started working in, in corporate America, we would say, you want to jump out the window tonight? And she'd be like, yeah, let's do it. And jump out the window mean we would go spend, you know, $150, $200 on dinner at Ruth's Chris. That was a lot for us. Mm-hmm. It's a lot for everybody. I'm yeah, now, but I'm just yeah. saying at that time, that was that was a goal to be able to do that. And then we got to the point where we could do it every day if we wanted to. And it was different for our friends. So it kind of separated us from our friends to a certain degree because it was like, damn, you know, we I'm always inclusive. So we would pay for people and they would come and we would do. And then I said to my, you know, we got to the point where Ebony and I kind of discussed and was like, you know what? We can't be ashamed of our of the blessings that we're receiving because of the work that we put in. Mm -hmm. If we can't do certain things with certain people, that's okay. No, yeah, we I struggled with that a lot. That was hard, man. Wow. Well, I'm, I'm, so 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 let's 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 kind of talk about that, right? Uh, because yeah. now, because 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 what happens is 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 like, like what you were saying. It could our community could be so divisive, and yeah, and um. So I I I have a two parter. It's part for you, Ebony, and then for you, Jeff. Um. So those people, those ladies or or men whoever your friends when they were sending you that did they understand uh you know the vision um because you because you said our vision right so um did 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 they understand it and then when you when we talk about vision did you guys come up with a vision for the family and how did and what did that look like so that's for both of you okay so I don't think they understood the vision. I'm, I'm going to be honest. At that point, um, by that point, I was working part-time. Again, people didn't know this. In my field, in what was called emergency services, had one of my mentors ran the this like huge department for the city, and she just asked me to come on her team, and, and you were on call. So she said, you could just work PRN. So I would work a certain amount of hours just so I could stay fresh in the field and it was in the, in the hospital. And so what I realized was I had to take a step back. They didn't know my vision. They didn't understand where I was coming from. And the other part that I had to embrace was here I was coming into their everyday job. Like I'm just doing this for fun. Mm-hmm. Right. So again, where I was overworked and underpaid at one point, now I'm coming in doing this really with the freedom and the liberty to say, no, I'm not, I'm not taking that shift tomorrow. And this is something they had to do. Mm-hmm. So I think a part of it was just when you go back to our community and that divisiveness, we all have our stuff. And sometimes like we project that onto people, even if we're admiring what we see, even if we like, dang, I want to be able to do that. Or even if we're, you know, impressed by it, we'll throw our mess on it unintentionally. And so when I look back, I don't think it was intentional to be divisive, but I think it was, you know, they're looking at me like, how's she doing this? Because I'm going to keep it real with you. Mm -hmm. Where, where I was from, and I don't know, you could tell me about your lifestyle, but it it wasn't a lot of black women that are home. Mm -hmm. I mean, I remember when I first stopped working Mm -hmm. full time and I was like going to the gym, I'd be the only black person, black female in the gym. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, you know, I'd be, it, it just was crazy. And so, I understood that a lot of them, they had their own relationship issues. A lot of them were looking on the outside, like, is this thing really real? People really ask, I've had people ask me, like, are y'all really happy? 
Bro. Like, is that real? Because there's so many people out here putting out false information and false stuff, like Instagram, you know. And so it's like, when people may look at us, they might really question it. That does not mean that I don't, we just finished arguing probably. Before the call. <laughs> <laughs> right. But look, it don't, it stays right there. Yeah. What people fail to realize is relationships are not intent to be perfect. And arguing and bickering or disagreeing does not mean that you cannot move forward through that. It's, mm -hmm. It may be a part of your communication. Mm -hmm. But but if you talk it out and get through it, you you grow, right? Mm -hmm. So um, that what was the second part of your question? So, so oh, how, our, how did you how did you guys develop your vision? So so, Jeff, um, like, you know, so you played, you know, play ball in college, you play some professional basketball. And then you went into, you, you guys met, you got married, and, and then you went into the corporate arena, right? How mm -hmm. did you, what, what was your vision at that point? Not just for you, but for you and, you and Ebony, how did you guys kind of come up with, with where you wanted to be, especially where you're at now? So, so our vision has constantly changed, right? Mm -hmm. Um But the, the, the core principles of it have always been the same. Mm -hmm. Right. We want to be we want to be able. This is what we always say. We want to be able to live a life comfortable where we can travel the world, see things and provide for our children things that we may or may not have had. Mm -hmm. OK, that that has always been the guiding principle of our family. Now. How we do that. Was determined upon, you know, how we worked. Right. Yes. And, and it was always my goal. Like my wife said earlier, was that she would only have to work if she choose to. Mm -hmm. I don't know why I wanted that. It wasn't a chauvinistic thing. It wasn't a, I got this. You ain't got to be this. You, you dumb. I just want you to be a side. No, she always was involved in every part of what I did. Um, we always communicated that. But the vision was to have a family, to be happy and to be able to travel and create experiences. So, so, so Jeff, uh, so my question is, is, is that mindset, right? Um, mm -hmm. She, she could work if she want to. Um, is that more so you want her to be free? Is that like to have some, you know, the, the, the freedom to I choose? Is, is that so I, I think it comes from, I think it comes from watching my mom work her ass off as, excuse my French, work her behind off. Um, growing up, right? Like my mom worked hard so that I could have everything I needed in Newark, play AAU basketball with the Rams, travel, spend $600 for me to go on a trip to play, to get recruited. I remember those things. Mm -hmm. So for me, it was, I don't want my wife to have to go through that. If I can, if I have something to, to do with it, that was one. And then I also seen how hard my wife worked when she was making $25,000 a year, I'll never forget. We lived in that rent control apartment. And I told her, I swear to you, I told her, I said, this time next year, we're going to have a house. And this was before we got married. Mm -hmm. and, and you know, it's crazy. The people who um, worked in the rental office, they, we, Jeff, you know, Jeff, Jeff talks to everybody. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so he had friends. I mean, the bankers are his friends, the teller, the, the rental office lady. And one day I went in to make the payment and the lady said, Y'all won't be here at the end of the year. She said, it's just something different about y'all. Mm. And, and I just was like, huh? You know, okay. And, you know, and at the time, I just, I don't, I don't know how far I took that. But I, I hold on to that to this day because there was something different about us. And Jeff wanted more. And he told me that we won't be here in a year. And honestly, every, I always say, if I got to take, if I'm a bet, if I got to gamble, I'm betting on Jeff all day. Mm. So going back to that original question, when Jeff got terminated, Without a shadow of a doubt, I knew that we were going to be okay mm. because I will bet on Jeff any day. Mm. He's going to make it happen. That's somehow, right. some way, yeah. <laughs> somehow, some way, we're going to make it out the hood someday. someday. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking about that J-verse myself, my brother. Um, yeah. So, so uh, my, my, my next question is, is you know, the co-parenting, right? Um, mm -hmm. Now, now for me, uh, my, my eldest, he, he's 19. Uh, I've been with him, you know, since 
you know, kind of since he was born. But, uh, and and we had I had a, you know, my share of ups and downs with his with his pops, and you know, we had some conversations, and you know, it's been tough, you know, at times. And then me being divorced, you know, I I I've had to work through co-parenting in that in that was um instance. Uh how is the co-parenting uh with uh with you guys and and your son uh, and your uh, daughter uh father? Oh, it's it's easy. It's okay. easy peasy. I mean, we have our bumps in the road mm-hmm. sometimes. You know, I I'll be the first to tell you and then I'll let Ebony kind of chime in, but uh when she was younger, you know, I'm we from North, man. Like at the end of the day, if this is an issue, I'm going to bring it right to your front doorstep. We're going to address it and we're going to move on. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So very early on, I'll never forget. My daughter was standing in the screen door. I walked outside and I said to him, I said, um, I said, Steve, let me holler at you for a second. Mm-hmm. I said, um, I'll never be her biological father. That's you. Mm-hmm. I don't want to take that from you. I don't want to be any more or any less than that Mm -hmm. but at the same time as she lives in my house i'm always going to be a father figure to her Mm -hmm. and if she sees that me and you have an issue it's going to make issues in my house Mm -hmm. i said so you and i have to figure out how to make this thing work for her she didn't ask to be in this situation so it's not her fault and we have to do our very best to make sure she comes out as a better person because of it Mm-hmm. And and I'll tell you this, it's hard at times, mm-hmm. but when they have when my wife and, and and him have conversations, you know, I stay out of it until it gets to a point if if I feel like my wife they meet they be being too emotional or if I feel like he out of pocket, mm-hmm. right? And it, and those situations in 15 years, I think we've had one instance, and in that instance I picked up the phone because we have a relationship. I got his phone number. Mm-hmm. I called him. He picked up the phone. We spoke as men. Situation dead it. Mm-hmm. See, a lot of times we allow the emotions of these situations to, to, to spill over into the decision making. Mm-hmm. And, and when you're co-parenting your child, right? You only have two jobs. Mm-hmm. You've got to develop people and leverage results through them. Mm-hmm. Right. And, and our job is to develop my daughter and help her leverage results in society to make her a, a great human being in this world. So in, in, in my dealings with him, I made sure that he understood that at the end of the day, we're on the same page and on the same team. And that's helping her be the best her. So, so, so Ed, before you answer, because I have a, another question for, for Jeff. Jeff, so like throughout this conversation, what I've been hearing is the ability to communicate. It might not be as effective as Ebony might want it, but you you do have that sense to be honest, upfront, and to communicate. You know, uh, the the truth, right? Uh, yeah. Was where did that where did that come from? Um, I think it came from just being, being in Jersey, being in North, going to Benedict's, Mm -hmm. you know, having, having those tough talks. And I, and I honestly can say that I've been around some really, really good leaders in my life. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, father Ed be, be him who he, who he is. I think he's a really good leader, stern, strong, Mm -hmm. um, you know, being around guys like you growing up, right. Mm -hmm. Good leadership through basketball, always had his head on the right, right way. Um, then being around Brian Crawford and then mm-hmm. one of the best leaders I've ever been around was a guy by the name, white guy by the name of Butch English. Mm-hmm. When I got my, my first job in, in, in Charlotte, North Carolina, mm-hmm. uh, in the insurance business, okay. um, just leadership has always been very prevalent in my life. And, and one of the things that he always talked to me about was leadership courage mm-hmm. and leadership courage is being willing to do the tough thing in any situation, regardless of how people are going to look at you or how it may make you feel or being able to have the tough conversation in any situation, regardless of how people may feel Mm -hmm. or how it may make you feel. 
That's good. So those things have always stuck with me, and I've been blessed to to have those examples that that have propelled me forward to handle all the situations that I've been faced with. That's good. Um, now, Ebony, I mean, and 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 I I just can't you know say the same. I could say that I'm from from this conversation. I I I could say the same for you. Um, where did your leadership uh, development come from? Um. I'd probably say my father. My dad was my a, daddy. A hater. <laughs> my dad is. Um, She's smiling right now. I wish y'all could see her right now. You're such a hater. I'm that's not a, a hater. You love your daddy. That's a good thing. I mean, it is. My dad taught me my worth early on. First of all, and mm-hmm. I try to, you know, I try to pass that on to Jeff. It's difficult because Jeff wasn't raised with his father in his house, mm-hmm. so he was raised with his mother. And she was very strong, and and so, um, which is great. Which which allows he allows me to be strong in that space. And when I say allow, I mean that a lot of times what I see with a lot of friends and their relationships is, you know, their males counterparts or significant others may not want them to be boisterous or outspoken or, you know, whatever. Jeff kind of respects that about me, um, and allows me to have that space without it causing a problem. When I say allow. Mm-hmm. So, um, but my dad, I would say my leadership was developed from him. He was in, a, he was a military, um, retired United States senior chief, okay. um, Naval senior chief. And so he taught me a lot. My parents were raised in Southern Mississippi. Um, so he was, you know, just it was always about like being tough, being strong, never let them see you sweat, push through. If you want something done, do it yourself. Um, I had an older brother. I was the only, I was the girl, but I was, I was with two men. My mom worked a lot. We both had that factor of our moms worked a lot. Um, my dad was out to sea. So it was just, I, I just developed that, that natural. I don't know. I don't know if it was natural, but a part of it might've been natural. And then a part of it was my father, like cultivating that. Mm-hmm. And then it just took its own space. And, you know, I was like captain of my teams or mm-hmm. running for a student council, you know, in Hampton, I had a position in my, you know, my department is just, and every one of those positions, you know, further developed that leadership, you know, quality. My mentors, I had amazing, amazing, amazing mentors um, when I got to Hampton. I never personally seen African-American women mm-hmm. doing things on the level that they were when I got to Hampton. From being, you know, the first black this from UC Berkeley or being the first black female author of that to, um, you know, when you get in that space. And you see that, I mean, you think about males, you guys have like all these athletes that you can aspire to be like growing up in the eighties and nineties. I mean, from a female perspective and a black female perspective, it's either an entertainer, you know, or, mm-hmm. you know, black female athletes are just really getting their rise. You that's know, they're, they're, they're clout right now. We're raising, that's a whole nother conversation, but we're raising four girls. And I love the work that Kobe was doing because um, black girls don't get to see themselves or didn't get to see themselves in that, in that space a lot. So, um, I, I just think my mentors did a great job of kind of carrying the torch on and helping me develop and seeing things within me that I didn't see myself. Man, that's, 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 that's awesome right there. Um, so let's, let's, we, 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 let's tie everything back together. Right. Um, with, with, with the business, uh, where are you guys at now? Like, you know, how is business going? Um, and then uh, uh, even before we go there, um, during this time, I think we, we, we've been t- talking about the kids uh, just in general. They've been out of school. And uh, for 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 me, one of the things that I would like to see is that, you know, not just homeschooling, but us just being able to teach our kids. And um, so do you guys have any aspirations of teaching your kids the business and and things like that is 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 it is Granger Financial built f- for that? I mean, if that's something that they want to do, you know, um, Jeff, Ebony, our kids for sure. I mean, we're always we always try to incorporate our kids into our business. Um, you know, like I have my oldest daughter; she'll trans create forms for us, or she she's like IT, really math brainy girl. So okay. <clears throat> we have her work on that kind of stuff. Um, the little ones, if we're doing any type of community service, 
all of them, if we're doing community service, we include them in it. They are, you know, there. They know what we do. We're blessed that they were able to see us even when we were with the company before mm-hmm. um, and knowing what we did from that aspect. And so it's kind of transitioned over to now. But, um, yeah, we're all about, like, letting them if they want, you know. And honestly, that was a big part of where Jeff was at in his, in his previous position. I know he wanted to move up in the company, but there was still this pull back towards entrepreneurship because entrepreneurship gives you this this different opportunity in life and and I didn't even notice that until I came out of a building and I wasn't working so hard for someone else for a system when I came out of it mm-hmm. it was like man I could do this how I want to do this I can use my creative ability I can create a team based on my vision and so being able to teach our kids that like we kind of adopted this philosophy of look what do you want to do in life? Because honestly, we're going to tap into our network and we're going to tap into our own potential to help you create what you want to do. You know, your degree and all that is really just to give you that, that life experience, that paper that you need. But in general, we, we like when you try, we like to take them to travel because we really, we want them to understand there's so much more they get from the hands-on experiential things. And I say this to Jack all the time, like, even being from Newark, New Jersey, he had so much experience. It was so much taught to him on a tangible level that a lot of kids don't get. Yeah. And so we just try to give that back to our children um, so that they can kind of feel like the world is, do- is theirs. That's good. That's good. Jeff, you still with us? I'm still right here, baby. <laughs> and, and and the thing, the thing that I, uh, I share is that's one of the reasons that we owned our business. I didn't take another corporate job. I got mm-hmm. offered a bunch of them, right? Uh, and I said, you know what? I'm going to take the slow road. We're going to take the slow road this time mm-hmm. because I was building a business. Like I worked for a company that when I got there and, and I didn't have a lot to do with it, but just think about numbers. Mm-hmm. When I got it, started working at this company, they were worth $80 billion. Mm-hmm. When I left the company 10 years later, they were worth $110 billion Mm. with the B, right? Mm. So $30 billion added to the bottom line over time. And when I left the company, I got paid vacation days. That was it. Mm. So now no one can fire me from my company, Mm -hmm. except for my wife, (laughs) right? (laughs) Um, we're building something that'll leave a legacy for someone else, Mm -hmm. meaning our children and my grandchildren. Mm -hmm. So they say you don't measure the worth of a man by what he has, but what he leaves for his children's children. And that's what we're, we're trying to do right now. Everything we do with our businesses is about legacy creation, Mm -hmm. education, planning, and and preparing for your financial future. That's good. All right. So uh, before this last question, because I, I, you guys, you know, it's, this is a great conversation. Um, you recommended a book called Compound. What, what was it? The, the Compound Effect the, the by com- Darren Hardy. The Compound Effect. And uh, you were sharing how the premise of it is is about not just about money, but is also is about your your relationships. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, um. And one, I forget the principle that you was talking about. You was like, check your phone. Can you go into that a little bit? Yeah, go go into your phone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you, you look through your call log from the day before today. And, and you, you, you take the average or you guess the average net worth of all the people you talk to mm-hmm. in that call log. And your net worth will be close to it. Or below it. Hmm. Now, if you want to be better, you need to surround yourself with people who are better than you. Hmm. So that if there's four millionaires in the room and you're hanging around them, you're going to be the fifth. Hmm. But if there's 4,000 there's in the room and you hang around them, you're going to be the fifth. Yeah. So then the next question becomes, all right, how do I get in a room with millionaires? Yes. All right. You've got to change your thinking. Mm. Ask my wife. She used to say, yo, why are you always wearing a suit? And I would tell her, look, I'm dressing for where I'm going to be, mm-hmm. not where I'm at right now. Yeah. So uh, it's about expanding your network, 
being cognizant of where you are and where you want to go. And then if you want to go in a certain direction, you have to start moving yourself in that direction prior to. So, 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 and that, that leads me to this question and this is for, for both you and Ebony, right? Uh, so, so a little earlier, Eb, you, you was talking about how some of your friends, how, when you, you, you made the decision, uh, to work with, with your husband, how, uh, some of them, their mindset wasn't the same mindset. Right. Um, are you still, do you, are you still cool with these, these, these young people? I mean, I'll say young people, but, uh, with these ladies or, um, and, and if you are, have you helped them to shift their mindset or just over time? Um, I am, I'm still cool with everybody. Uh Um, and I, I would, I hope so. Um, some of them were colleagues, some of them were friends. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, what we do speaks for itself. So mm-hmm. I think even within that, it probably checked them. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't, I didn't necessarily address it straight on. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that as they saw the evolution of our relationship, our businesses, where we, what we were doing, I think they, you know, understood what it was. That's good. You gave him some grace. That's what you. That's what I hear. Yeah, I did. <laughs> you gave him. You gave him a pass. I did. I did. I gave him a pass. You know I did. What I mean? No, so. But I, that does not mean that I did not struggle internally, and it doesn't mean that I didn't have days where I was questioning, like, "Huh, should I do this? Am I walking away from you know?" I mean, you have those those things, but yeah, no, I gave him grace. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. So look, I, I just want to say thank you, right? I want to say thank you for the work that you guys are, how you guys are working together, um, the things that you're doing um, in your business as entrepreneurs, uh, as parents, raising four beautiful young ladies. And then also, um, you know, even, you know, the, the things that you're doing in the community. Cause I, and, and Jeff, you know, uh, I love to see you talking to your pops, man. And, um, you know, that's, that's, that's super dope. That's fly, man. You know, we have to have those generational conversations too, man. So I just want to say thank you for that, bro. I appreciate that, man. Like I thought about it yesterday. Like when I hit him on my live and it was, it was just perfect. Yeah. 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 You you talk about the way he dressed. (laughs) No, no no doubt. It's, It's a generational thing, man. So, Bro, we just have fun with it. Pops is hilarious. Yeah, 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 yeah. We 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 have fun. Yeah. No, nah, no doubt. So I just want to say thank you. Thank you, Ab. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Thanks for having us. No doubt. You know, and and this is this is key because you know, a lot of a lot of women, you know, they have these questions, you know. So I'm gonna send them to right right to to you. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, send them to me. Um you know, let me, I wanted to say this too. And just one of the things that I think is key, because I could hear probably people's voices. I think men also have to lead up and mm. create the position to where women will feel like they can trust them and can walk away. I had to break it down in money and money terms. Jeff one day, I said, you understand. It's almost like I'm like an investment. I said, I'm giving like that statement. Don't let all, don't let all your eggs be on the basket. That thing. Uh-huh. All my eggs are in your basket, bro. So if you drop these and crack them, that's it. I don't have my ROI is ugly, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So understand that everything you're doing with our life, it's mine too. Yeah. Yeah. And when you understand that and you're willing to be responsible for that and accountable for that, then you do something different with that. That's true. That's true. That's a lot, that's a lot of pressure, but you know, Jeff. It's a lot. But what does pressure do, Jeff? What you always say? Pressure bust pipes and pressure make diamonds, baby. I feel you. <laughs> I feel you. Jeff, how can people reach you? What's the best way? Uh, at, at JG11 on Instagram. Uh, at Granger Financial. That's G-R-A-N-G-E-R Financial. Uh, my wife is Ebony Granger, which is at Mrs. 11 on Instagram. Okay. Uh, and then you can follow us on Facebook, Jeff Granger or uh, Granger Financial or Ebony Granger on Facebook. And then let them know you, you, you're doing some class like you do like the Facebook classes and the IG classes. Yeah. So so we actually do uh, financial Fridays um, every Friday at 11 a.m. 
And on Wednesday, we do a family section. So tomorrow we're going live again. Uh, Wednesday at 11, we're going to talk about some more family issues. Tomorrow, continue the conversation with Ebony and I on Facebook Live. So tune in uh, Wednesdays and Fridays. Family on Wednesdays and then Financial Fridays. That's dope. So are you saving this stuff? You want to put it on YouTube or you got to... You know. you know what? We we actually need to. We're gonna we're gonna start our YouTube channel here soon and our podcast coming up. Um, so we're actually gonna do it. Uh, we've been dormant on that for so long, but I think this this uh, COVID nineteen has us um, really honing our crafts and really making us realize we do have a lot to offer the world as a unit versus her individually and me individually. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And we need to see it, man. We need to see, you know, uh, brothers and sisters coming together as a couple, married couple, you know what I mean? What what does partnership look like, you know, um, in marriage, but then in the business, you know, having each other's back, you know what I mean? This, you know, Jeff being a ball player, the, we we talk about communication and you know they say the best teams communicate on defense and on offense you know what i mean they're always talking and uh and that's that's a, what we have to see we don't see enough of that you know what i mean mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so so i i appreciate you guys so enjoy your night um thank I, you. i'll hit you a little later but thank you thank you Thanks thank you so much no doubt have a good one you too bye bye After talking to Jeff and Ebony Granger, man, I I learned so much about relationships, about communication, um, and on so many levels, um, from co-parenting to marriage uh, to to parenting just in general to business. Um, Hopefully, you learned so much out of this episode.